podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi there and welcome to everybody watching and listening on the live Wednesday. This is Ibrooks post-match reaction where Rangers have been, uh, I think I'll steal Scott Mitchell's word in the comments there, imperious um, against Hibs, beating them away 4-1 Easter Roads. Uh, I'm joined by two excellent guests tonight. First guest, Scott Patterson. How are you doing tonight, Scott? Very, very well, Kel. Yes, <clears throat> very well. You? Oh, pretty good after that. And Ross, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, mate. I've been better. I'm carrying a bit of an injury at the moment, but of course that's that's brightened me up tonight. That was a fantastic Rangers victory. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting stuck into it. Yeah, very appropriate. You've got a Rangers top on and you're carrying an injury right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty time. much, pretty much. <laughs> I know. Look, right, we'll just crack straight on into it. I, I'll come to you first, Scott. Um, team lineup: we've got McGregor and Gold, Tavit right back, Goldson, Davies, Barisic, Jack and Raskin, Cantwell. Um, Fashion, Sakala, Cholak and Kent. Were you surprised at all to, to see that there was no changes to the starting lineup, or, or were you very much um, expecting uh, this, given how well this team started against Kilmarnock at the weekend? I think at the moment we're quite lucky. We've got a couple of positions there that are picking themselves. So the goalkeeper is obviously... I think between now and the season, it is going to be Alan McGregor, and rightly so. I mean, I think there's a, there's a certainly a possibility that the weekend we'll maybe see John McLaughlin get some game time. Curiously enough, Robbie McCrory is back in training. So um, it'll be interesting to see, if anything, we, we see a, maybe a change in the sticks on Sunday afternoon. I think the back four, really, as I say, is, is pretty much self-explanatory now. Ben Davies, who I'm sure we'll go into tonight, I thought yeah. was absolutely outstanding. Um, the, the importance of having... Um, a left, such a comfortable left-sided footballer as your, your centre-half on that side is, is really, really important. And I think Ben Davies is backing that up. Um, the midfield was an interesting one for me. I think for him to go, um, the, the sort of same three as last week, um, spoke a lot um, about, you know, you don't want to go back to Hamden, but just how wrong that afternoon went, or certainly for an hour that afternoon went. Um, it was good to see Ryan Jack play as well as he did, which we'll come on to. Um Raskin, I think, is, is someone we'll discuss as well tonight. I'm, I continue to be impressed by by Todd Cantwell and his ability to carry the ball. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I felt that those areas were were, were pretty much self-explanatory. Kent played... Um, the one thing that I think there was debate over, and we put it out in our Twitter account um, this afternoon, was the, the Cholak-Morelos conundrum. Yeah. And I think that... Um, I think is if it continues in, in the manner that Cholak's played tonight, Michael Beale's got that spot on tonight. Yeah, 100%. And Ross, I'll ask you a, a very similar question. Scott's touched on it there. There was a bit of debate around whether Morelos or, or Cholak would, would be starting tonight. Obviously, it was Cholak. Uh, but another one for me, maybe surprised to see Ryan Jack start two games in a row, given how he's previously talked about his injury. And uh, Were you surprised that Jack started, or was it very much a... Um, he played well in the first half against Kilmarnock and he very much deserved to keep his place I think both are true to be honest, I think the way that we've seen Ryan Jack against Kilmarnock, he definitely deserved to keep his place tonight, but we just know with Ryan Jack that he usually breaks down if you play him too many times within a yeah. week um, so I was always thinking in the back of my head he maybe wouldn't play tonight, I maybe we'll get stuck into it, but thank God he did he, was just, <laughs> he really was phenomenal tonight Ryan Jack, um, in terms of Antonio Cholak and Alfredo Morelos, it's, it's quite funny. I think this is the first game I've went into all season where I've not really been bothered who the number nine is. I've, depending on the game, I usually pick one that I feel suits the game more. Mm -hmm. And I could see both having quality tonight. Cholak, yep. obviously, what we've seen around the box, he can stiff chances and he can finish like he has. But Alfredo Morelos and his away games is really important for us usually. Yeah. Um, and he, and he, he gets right in about defences, pulls them all around. And I, I thought we'd maybe miss that tonight. Obviously, we're going to break it down, but that that was the only one for me that I can understand why he's went for Cholak. But overall, that position tonight, it was kind of weird for me building up into the game that I wasn't really bothered. It was a strange one. I'm, I'm usually dead picky. Um, yeah. But apart from, the, apart from that, rest of the team, fine with me. Um, I, I thought it was pretty much a nailed on from, from the weekend. 
Yeah, I agree with you both there. But the other encouraging thing I think to to say about maybe not the starting eleven, but was just how strong that that bench was as well, which certainly something we'll come on to um, later. Um, before the game, there was a Rangers on another official feed put out a wee pre-match from from Bill. Um, he said a couple of really really interesting things in that wee spiel there, and he said it was the eighth time in, or eight times uh, in sixteen games that Rangers have scored three goals. Maybe a bit of the uh, psychic bill there because um, again obviously we scored another <laughs> three plus one tonight um, but it, it was big big talk from he came out and he says I expect to see running I expect to see energy I expect to see pressing um, and, and a desire to, to get into the box so obviously in the first three minutes Rangers started pretty pretty atrociously <laughs> uh, Scott Patterson um, um, you know there's a couple of forays into the box from from Hibs but um it was a bit of a shaky start but Rangers get up the, the first attack of the game Rangers get up um to the box and it, and it's evident very evident that the Rangers were playing such a high high press from from early on yeah i mean when you listen to to sort of Michael Beale speak um before kick off he, he's saying all the things you're you're desperate to see um for for a for a trip to Edinburgh Easter Road it's, it's predominantly a difficult place for us to go. I, I you know, it was nice to go to Hibs and, and not play against Ryan Porteous. That pantomime disappears when he's not there, yeah. which I think also adds to it. It also takes away the Morelos carry-on that you inevitably used to have when these two guys were playing together at East, Easter Road. But we did start the game really, really well. We started with a purpose. I actually felt that for the first 15 minutes or so, um, the way that Hibs were playing the game, they were purposely trying to avoid the ball on the deck in and around our midfield that was very much going from left to right, left to right. Um, and I think that really spoke to um, Lee Johnson's maybe perspective that, do you know what I mean, if, if we allow Raskin or, or Cantwell or Jack to get a stranglehold in the game, we're going to have a real problem. And I think as, as the game went on, we, we, we saw that, that that was the case. I thought we started really well. I yeah. couldn't believe it when we conceded, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Yeah, no, total agreement with you there. You know, I said apart from that initial wee start, I did Rangers started the game. Um, the next wee sort of talking point, Ross, I'll come on to here was uh, it was a free kick for Rangers around the five minute mark. Um, Borna had a, I thought this was a fantastic delivery, and I thought this was our, our first real, real opportunity to score. Ben Davies getting a, a, his head on it. Um, given you know how well we sort of done from from a corner against Kamarnak at the weekend, were we a bit disappointed not to see? I mean, this is. I mean, obviously hindsight's a beautiful thing, and it's very, very greedy of me saying I'm really disappointed they didn't he didn't score five minutes into the game. But I mean, is it something that we should maybe be working on a wee bit more in terms of set pieces? But good good to see us getting such a good start. Yeah, funnily enough, I don't really know the the statistics this season of I know we weren't great at the beginning of this year, but I'd like to see them set pieces wise when Beals came in. I don't think we're absolutely smashing the statistics when it comes to the, the set <laughs> yeah. pieces, but I think we have got better. Um, I certainly think, and I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but I certainly think we've looked a wee bit better defending them. I know the last two goals we've conceded are set pieces, so that sounds a bit stupid. But yeah. I do think overall we do look a wee bit more solid there. Um, and I think if you're winning a header within the six-yard box, it, it's, you should probably be doing a wee bit better. You should probably be hitting the target. So, yeah, of course, hindsight's a vulnerable thing. Maybe we are being a wee bit greedy, but I think if your centre-half gets up there and and he gets his head on it, you're, you're maybe looking for a wee bit more. I actually thought it was Cholak originally that, that had connection with the ball. Yeah. So again, I was even more disappointed because I'm thinking that is exactly why he's been brought into the team. Um, but overall, yeah, maybe we could have done a wee bit better there. But set pieces is definitely something, you know, we need to bring into our arsenal. All the best teams are, are able to score goals with set pieces. That can, it's the difference sometimes between, you know, one and three points. So yeah, I'd like to see us emphasize more. And, I, and I'm pretty sure I think it's Harry Watlin that's, uh, responsible yeah. for that. I'm sure he'll be working on that and I think we've seen that so far since uh, Bill's joined. Yeah, Ross, I'll, I'll stick with you. I said you're always on podcasts we were getting absolutely pummeled so we might as well give you the one negative point of the evening to, to, to <laughs> talk about. Uh, just keep keep that running going um, but Rangers switch off. It, it's a, For me, this was a bit of a needless foul um, from, from Cantwell on, on the Hibs player. Um, the word of, and I'm, I'm not quite sure of my spelling on this, but I've just written he's hoofed it in at the back post and the ball's been hoofed back in across uh, the goal. Um, on goal, Connor Goldson just, Rangers just switched off for, I think this was the only two minutes we arguably switched off in, in the whole game. Um, good finish by Goldson, mind you. 
Yeah, it's worth letting the listeners know that's the only reason I've been pulled out tonight. So I have to analyse this first goal for Hibs, and that's it. I don't, I don't pipe in for the rest of the night. This is just what I've been brought in. No, of course, I'm joking. Um, I think it's a really disappointing one because in terms of a set-piece goal, it's probably the the most simplistic set-piece you're ever going to see. That You swing it into the back post, you've got a back post runner, and he knocks it back across. Um that was really disappointing because I, I would have hoped someone's tracking the back post. Once it goes across the box like that, I think I say this all the time, I want us to do more of this because it just causes chaos. Like We've yeah. seen that with Conor Goldson tonight. Is Once the ball's smashed across, it's very difficult to deal with it. I think you can see Conor Goldson's reaction. I think he's trying to get it over the bar. Yeah. Um, so once you're in that area, it is really difficult to defend. It's probably a wee bit disappointing how simple a set piece it was from Hibs. Um, and I'm sure that's something that we'll look at. I think it was disappointing in that part of the game because I think it had settled a wee bit. Hibs obviously came out quite strong, as you would expect, yeah. uh, the atmosphere before the game tonight. And it was a wee bit disappointing to concede um, in that manner, really. I would I always say this, I would rather get carved open. You know, I would rather a team score a great goal against us and you can hold your hands up and move on. But that was quite disappointing. It was a, it was a pretty simple set piece, let's be honest. Yeah, that was it. It was just... I echo your thoughts exactly on that. That it was just it was so simple, um, relatively easy to defend if somebody had been paying attention for about two seconds. But anyway, enough of that. Scott, I'll come on to the next part uh, of the game. Um, I think for me, this was arguably the most pleasing part of the performance was was how quickly we responded and reacted to to going that goal down. We did not rest in our laurels. It was from the kickoff. It was it was an instant attack. Um, a man, Sakala, who we'll come on to talk about, I'm sure, quite a, quite a few times tonight. Um, but he, he he drove right through the middle. He was very, very direct, exactly where you want him to be, using that pace. Um, he picks a really, really good ball out wide. He had Borna and Kent out there. Um, Kent just drives into the box. Um, initially, took a, a really, really poor touch um, for, for me, or, or, or maybe the ball just bobbled up, giving him the benefit of the doubt. Um, and... Looking at this, the, 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 the Habs player catches his trailing leg. At the, the most shocking aspect about this for me was how the ref, given the view he had of it, didn't point to the penalty spot um, straight away. Um, but yeah, it's a clear penalty for Rangers at this point. Yeah, I mean, listen, the one thing that amazed me, and I remember, sorry, when the um, display came up on Rangers TV and it showed there was like four minutes between Hibs scoring and, and Rangers getting that penalty. Yeah. And in that four minute, I mean, I, I think we've, all heard the word relentless in the last couple of years for, for one reason or another, but we really were in that period of time. Um, Ryan Kent really had the bit between his teeth, probably should have done better and probably amazing that he's not went away with potentially the match ball tonight based on his first half performance alone. However, yeah. um, listen, it, it was it was so obvious, apparently it was just Stonewall as you're going to see. And you know, this is where the frustration I think will come in for support, players, importantly managers, because... It's, it's just such a certain penalty and the, yeah. the game is stopped, it's slowed down. We need to go over and look at the camera. Do you know what I mean? Players are trying to get in to see if it's going to be a penalty or not. And do you know, it's it's the most obvious call when he turns around and does the old box and points to the spot. I mean, yeah. it was a no-brainer. Um, I, I thought Ryan Kent done done really, really well to to force the Hibs guy into making a, a decision to bring him down, to be honest with you. But you're, you're absolutely right. The reaction to... Um, to go and one down was exactly what you would want to see from a Michael Beale Rangers team. And I think it's something that, you know, I mean, we've we've said on this podcast for a couple of weeks now, we, we spoke about slow starts and first mm. halves that have maybe de- appeared to be a little bit lethargic. Indeed, I think we got to the weekend past and I think there was maybe a bit of a sign that we were beginning to shake that out of us. And we saw it tonight, we maybe thought, oh, geez, this again. Um, yeah. And, you know, if that, that goal happens, maybe halfway through the the first half, the second half, and the, the remainder of the first half becomes a bit more stuffy. Halftime becomes entirely different. But because it happens well in the game, you've got yeah. an opportunity to really sort of regurgitate yourself and, and get back into it. We've done that. And it was a, listen, it was a definite penalty. No two ways about it. Yeah, and, and Scott, I'll, I'll stick with you on, on the next uh, couple of points here. There was something interesting. I, I, from the, the Cali game at the weekend, I actually thought Cholak was was over the, the spot you know, looking for the ball, maybe trying to take the, the, the ball off Tav. But watching this game as well, 
it's quite interesting. Maybe he was sort of protecting the spot. I don't know if he was trying to stop keepers or something, scuffing it up. Um, but yeah, but in the circumstances, given that, that, that we just conceded, it was a really, really important penalty for Tav to take and he dispatched it so, so well. Just totally done the keeper and, and that's him. I mean, I'm, I've been on this podcast before saying that he's having, for me, a, a, a poor season, but he's right back and he's on 14 goals already. Yeah, I mean... I, I think I like you. I saw Cholak holding the ball. I was like, "Oh, this is new." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I I did think he was going to he was going to hit it, and it was like he was keeping the ball warm for for his captain to come in and take over. It's a it's a great penalty. It goes in, um, and that's ultimately all you want. And as I say, it, it, at that point, you have seen Tab's reaction after he scores. It's straight back to the centre. Do you know what I mean? So to reset ourselves, it's nil nil again, effectively. Um, and it was just good to get back into the game so quickly. I, as I say, that period of time, if it had drifted, you just don't know how that goes because Hibs and the fans get a lift from maybe yeah. leading for a period of time. We put their gas up heaps straight away. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Ross, uh, the next couple of points here after after Rangers have scored to, to make it 1-1, I've got a couple of chances written down. One on 12 minutes where Sakala again exploiting the space. Um, Rangers have got two in the box. I think it was Kent and... Uh, Cholak, um, but Kent just sort of scuffed it wide. Uh, this would have been so good if I said I hit the ball in the, in the back of the net again so quickly just to turn it around, make it 2 1 as quick as that. And then another chance in 16 minutes, um, the ball is won back by Cantwell. And, and I've written down here in, in big bold letters how effing good is he at this, by the way. Um, <laughs> his, his ball recovery was superb at times tonight. Um, I, I think I described it as Aribo esque. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and Tav uh, had another chance for uh, Kent, who Tav finds Kent in the box. Um, and, and uh, for me, Kent, Kent should have had two goals again in, in, in 16 minutes and was, was playing really, really well at this point. Yeah, I, I think he's I think he's a wee bit unlucky with the one that Sakala flashes across because I think he just sees it late and I would have just loved the rules reversal there because I think Cholak runs across him and the ball then gets through to Kent. I would have loved those rules to switch because I'm pretty sure Cholak puts that in the back of the net. Um, so that was a wee bit unfortunate. I have to agree, I thought. I think this is... I don't know if you guys are the same as me, but see, when I'm watching Kent now, I'm dying for him to score. It's weird. Like I, ju I just really want him to score because... You can tell that it's starting to really irritate and frustrate him. You can see it when he's getting into these uh, positions on the park and he's not putting the ball away. You can see the frustration in him. So I'm really desperate for him to score. He just doesn't seem to have that finishing touch. And I'm not sure at this stage of his career it's going to come, unfortunately. That's maybe just the player that he is. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, I thought Kent was good tonight. Um, maybe a wee bit unfortunate with those chances. Just before we move on, Cantwell again, I thought, you're so right with the ball recovery, but ball retention as well, because Hibs were up all over us, especially in that first 20, 20, 25 minutes. And he just, he hardly lost the ball. He just was able to roll challenges. There was one, I think, in the second half where he, he, he fell over and he'd like retained the ball within him, stood back up, dribbled by three. It was just, he was really, really good tonight, Todd Cantwell. So I totally agree. Um, overall, he was great and just, yeah, frustrating for Kent. I'm just desperate for him to get a goal. Um, I, I think his overall play tonight deserved it. And I think Scott touched on that earlier. He probably is a wee bit unlucky to not be going home with something, you know, something yeah. on the score sheet. Kyle, can I can I just come in and Kent on something? I, I, he's one of these guys, and I, I, I've thought this for a wee while now, and I, whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. And bear in the mind, we're talking about a guy that we we, we know is, is free to speak to anyone who wants to at, at this stage. And he just strikes me as one of these guys who's almost happy not to score. Yeah, I, I I almost think it's maybe a psychological thing. I don't know, but you almost thinking um, if he if he was desperate to score, he'd be getting better into these maybe back post alternatives. You know what I mean? He'd, he'd be yeah. offering himself more in the box to score. He just he doesn't strike me as a guy who is concerned that he isn't adding lots of goals to his career. And I know that maybe sounds a bit bizarre because he's a forward thinking player, very good player, technically excellent. Just doesn't strike me as a guy that's desperate to score goals. I have to say, um, playing him centrally is far better than playing him either side, as far as I'm concerned now, because he has the ability to go either side as well as play quite comfortably just off that front man. Um, 
I think we're, we're, we're seeing the best of, of Ryan Kent as, as things stand just now. So if we get another couple of months of that, of course, it, it means an interesting discussion come the end of the season. Um, however, we're, we're seeing a lot of good things from him at the moment. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a very interesting point you, you raised there, given that it's um, Kent and Morelos are the two whose contract situations are sort of up in the air at the minute. And it's I think that's it maybe very telling that, that Kent started and, and Alfredo Morelos did not. But yeah, I totally agree with with your point on on, on Kent there. It's it's so frustrating because we, we we know he can do it. Was it was it in the Anderlecht game or I, it was definitely a team a Belgian team. I just remember uh, last season dinking in the box or the season before and just you know smashing the ball past. And it's something that we just need to to see a wee bit a wee bit more of from 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 Ryan a- Kent. Antwerp was it Antwerp, Antwerp? I think I think it was Antwerp. I- yeah. Was it the one two Morelos and then he and then he smashed it bottom corner? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're That's, right. He's definitely got that in him. We've seen it. Yeah. Uh funnily enough, my next uh, comment here is that this was a it was a fantastic ball by Goldson right down the middle, finds Kent, stays on side, one on one. Um, and this was a it was an excellent challenge from from the Hibs player here. Um Ross, I'll just get your thoughts on the 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 sort of opening opening 20 minutes as a whole. I just thought we were we were playing so so well here. Um, we were very very imposing on Hibs, um, and and really were were sort of running running the show at this point. Uh, funnily enough, I have written here. I said my only disappointment was we'd like to see Cantwell, Jack, and Raskin <laughs> get involved in, in the game a wee bit more. And uh, boy, I think after I wrote that down, did they show me? But I just felt as if you're looking at the sort of three units individually, I thought defensively we were doing really really well up at this point, and and I thought the three three in attack were were fantastic as well. Yeah, don't worry. I'm going to pick up on the Ryan Jack comment later on. You know, I did say he was great in the first half, and I was told he wasn't by maybe someone on this podcast. Um, Scott. Yeah, I, I think I think I I think I said this at half time, and it probably sounds a wee bit ridiculous, right? And I can, and a lot of people probably hear the first half of that. That's nonsense, right? But I actually think we were better in that first half tonight than we were at Tynecastle, and we were absolutely yep. hammering hearts that night. Now. I think that night Hart's game plan was ridiculous. They played one central midfielder that night and it was Robert Snodgrass, he can't move. So we just ran all over the top of them. I actually thought tonight, even though Rangers were the better team in that first half, especially the first 20, 25 minutes, I thought Hibs were quite good. I didn't think they were great in possession, but out of possession, they were putting us under a lot of pressure. And I think that's what Lee Johnson had fired them up to do tonight to just try and get in our faces and try and disrupt us obviously we were able to play through that and I think that's why we scored so many goals but I thought we dealt with that really well um, and as for the midfield in terms of the three in there I thought there was a really really good balance tonight and I don't yeah. think we've said that about a Rangers midfield for a long time you know we go through the the Ryan Jack the Lundstrom Kamara we'd feel there's something missing there you maybe put Tillman in and Cantwell for that game at home. I think we played a couple of weeks ago and you're like, ah, there's too many number 10s in the part now. You know, we've not, I've not really felt there's been a balance, whereas that first half tonight, there was a balance. You know, you had Cantwell bursting on, you had Raskin supporting that kind of eight and you had Ryan Jack at the base supporting everything. I just thought overall tonight, Bill got the kind of tactical approach bang on. Um, and I know when you listen to it originally, you're thinking, how can that be better than Hearts were amazing that night? I just thought, what we actually had to contend with tonight in that first half, yeah. we responded to it really well. So, yeah, I, I think we were really, really good first 20, 25 minutes. And and for the overall half, I think we should have been up by more, to be honest with you. Yeah, t- totally agree. It could it could have been about 6-1 about six, six, that first half. Um, a couple of wee points here as well, Scott, I've written before we, before we get to the goal. Uh, I've written down that Sakala dropping into that area between Cholak and the midfield was was working really, really well. And listen, I've not purposely picked you for this point. It's just, yes, you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, def- he definitely has. He let me know that before we came on. I got a message from Scott Mitchell earlier on. He went, Scott's opinion in Sakala and his performance, please. I'll, I'll be certainly ask you that at the end as well. Um, but yeah, just him, the space that he was, he was occupying... Um, I just felt that that we exploited that really well. The amount of times he had the ball out wide. Um, yeah, what was your what was your initial thoughts on on, on the way that Sakala was playing in, in this first half in particular as well? Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so anyone who watches the podcast and listens to the podcast will know I've got my frustrations with 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 fashion Sakala. Um, 
I have to say, I, I, I felt tonight he did play okay. There was a moment in the first half where he randomly fell over. Um, <laughs> and I, I think with Ross, I know you got that. And it, oh, it's, it's, I was, could it's the wee thing. It's the wee things that we fashion to Cala that I think frustrate me the most. The he's capable of moments of sort of real eye-opening bits of talent and skill. Um, but there's also moments when he's just capable of doing things that you think, why are you still doing that at 25 years of age as a professional footballer? Yeah. Um, and that probably is a criticism. I don't mean it that way because I think for for um, for every maybe moment of sort of, I don't want to say limited, limited ability, and that's not fair, but I, I do think for every maybe moment that he has, he's capable of doing something that is really, really special. And we've seen that tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely gave them problems. The pocket that he was playing in behind either winger um, coming in, particularly coming in off the left-hand side, which is a position everyone really believes that his, his best position is. And we have said for a long time, for as long as Kent was playing in that role, Sakala wasn't going to get the opportunity. He had that opportunity recently. Um, and tonight it worked because he had huge amounts of grass to run into more often than not in that first half. Yeah, 100%. Um, Ross, the, the next point here, or the action point on 34 minutes was, I've just written, we're playing very, very well. Um, Raskin wins the ball back. He finds Sakala on the left again. Um, and it was a really, really, really good ball into the box. Um, he found a, a really hungry, a really determined Cholak whose movement in the box at times was was superb tonight. And and this fully um, deserved Rangers being 2-1 up and uh, Bill fully uh, merited in, in his choice a starting Cholak up front. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree a lot with what Scott said about Sakala there in terms of his rawness, but I think what he done really well tonight, Sakala, was that, that right-back space for Hibs. He kept running into it and we kept finding him and he was getting a lot of joy down there. Obviously, a few times when he got to those positions, he maybe didn't pick the right pass, but this time he does. Um, I think the pass is good. I think the movement from Cholak is so much better because mm-hmm. I think this is what we've always wanted from Alfredo Morelos. Of course, he gives you a lot more qualities, but his movement in the box sometimes can be quite static. What you see here from Cholak is the burst to the back post. Paul Hanlon loses him. You can see Paul Hanlon looking around. He doesn't know what where he's going, and he comes in front of his shoulder, and he just gets in there and, and finishes, yeah. and that is that is exactly what Antonio Cholak is going to give you. He might be a wee bit out of game sometimes. I actually thought tonight he was in quite a lot of the game and done really well, but there yeah. might be games where he's going to, it's rare he's going to maybe get involved in the build-up, but he's going to give you that movement in the box once you get there. Um, I thought he was. I thought that was a really, really good goal. Probably a wee bit underrated um, and something I'd like to see any of our strikers doing, to be honest. It's something yeah. I've always wanted Morelos to do. That that I think Ali McCoy has spoke about it on commentary before, that kind of burst to the back post and run to the front, you know, try and make the defender think, really, how he's got to defend you. And I thought Antonio Cholak done that really well tonight. And, yeah, he did look hungry tonight. Antonio Cholak looked like he had a point to prove of, well, you know, the manager's putting faith in me that I'm the number nine now and I'm going to show it. I'm going to grab these goals and I'm going to show that I'm the number nine now. So, yeah, really good goal. And, yeah, Sakala actually probably made up for a lot of that first half with that, that pick out there. Yeah. Can I just say, Kyle, just quickly, it's good, interesting to hear Ross refer about um, Cholak's movement. There's an angle that they showed on Rangers TV which comes direct from the, the hip stand, like the opposite of the main stand, if you like, and it does show... Cholak, he just takes a tiny step to the left and then a dart forward, and it just gives him that couple of yards ahead of yeah. I think it's ball handling. I think you're absolutely right. Um, and it just creates the space for him. It gives him the opportunity to dink the ball in between the defender and um, David Marshall. It's a really, really good goal. Real sort of predatory instinct, which you are ultimately looking for from your number nine. I think we've said in the chat that, do you know what I mean? Alfredo Morelos probably doesn't score that goal. In, in current form, um, I don't think he scores that. Um, it was a really good finish and it came at a good time for us again. Yeah, well, well that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I've also heard he's comparing Morelos and Cholak at the moment. If you if you call one hungry, it means a, a totally different thing, depending on, on what one you're talking about. But um, yeah, certainly I'm glad to see Cholak getting his normal two goals in, in a game. Um, Scott, I'll come to you in the next point here. Um, maybe different for a change and I'm not talking about about a Rangers attack but there was two 
two um, moments in, in 40 minutes that I just really wanted to talk about. One was was um, uh, the ball came into the box uh, it was, uh, from from Hibs and Ben Davies just had a really, really good composed sort of clearance. I, I, it was measured in the fact that I think there was about seven Hibs players around the box and they just played it into an area where, where nobody was. Somebody from Hibs came in, um, won it back deep and then there was a, a, a really, really good recovery tackle from, from Cholak about, about five yards away from, from the 18-yard box. And I just think this was the other side of the performance that just allowed the, the, the bed for, for Rangers, for the attack to, to be so good at times. And it was just... It, and I don't know if it was encouraging to see your your centre forward coming that back, making challenges when when the opposition's on the attack. It was it was just good to see and very much epitomise the performance. You know, I think after Cholak scored, we 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 very much had the bit between our teeth because we were very aware we had been all Hibs had done nothing in the first half, like literally nothing other than score the opening goal. You know what I mean? They had, they they offered nothing. They didn't really they didn't pepper the goal with efforts. Nothing like it. Um, so I think on Cholak, the obvious thing that I'm going to say is you're looking for your guys to defend from the front. And if yeah. they're looking to get back and, and involved in the game, then that's great. I, I think it's something we should be promoting if it's done properly. On Ben Davies, listen, I, I, I just I genuinely think we've got a really good footballer yeah. that can play centre half. I, I, I think the boy's a really, really good footballer. And I, I said at the, the opening to the pod, I think to have two centre halves, one who is so comfortable with his right foot and one who is so comfortable with his left is absolutely huge. And there's no doubt that between now and the end of the season, the back four, I, I think, will be as it is. And I include Redvan in that. I think he'll have to work his way back into that lineup because Bournemouth's in a recent, a, a relatively decent run of form. Um, and I don't, I, I mean, again, I don't think you can underestimate the importance of having Ben Davies beside Bournemouth. And yeah. I, I think you could, you could you could probably point to that as as a, a reason for for Barisic playing so well. Just now having a, a sort of left sided player that he knows he's going to get cover. If do you know what I mean, we know our fullbacks are going to bomb forward. If Bonner's going to bomb up the wing, he knows he's got a left sided centre half behind him who's going to be able to to sweep up if needs be. It isn't a maybe a raw Leon King. It isn't a James Sands who's sort of square peg into a round hole. Uh, probably the only other defender who you could look to play in that role and I'm not entirely sure it would be similar to Davies as Hollander because he is also so left-sided I just, yeah. I'm a great believer in having that balance across your back four, Ben Davies done that and as I said earlier on, I, I felt tonight was a really good night for him, I thought it was excellent Yeah, I totally agree it's a, it's a very interesting point you raise there about, about Borna Barisic, I, I agree with you that I don't think it's a coincidence that okay, I, there's an argument for maybe him being is the most consistent player throughout the season um, but since Ben Davies has come in I think he has stepped up and it'll be I, I know I'm skipping ahead a bit I think Yilmaz may start against against Wraith but it's he's going to have a fight in his hands to, to get that place um, off Barisic again um, Ross uh, there's a couple of more chances um, up from that Cholak challenge um, Sakala just drives into the box again it's another last ditch challenge um, and there was a, a Cholak effort and a, and a volley from Tav. I was just really, really pleased to see Rangers not taking the foot off the gas and, and just being, I, I'm not going to use the ruthless word because it could have been seven or eight tonight, but I think relentless um, is is much more appropriate. Just a, a word on Rangers' first half performance, going the goal down, it, it was just so pleasing to see, wasn't it? Well, it probably shows you how good we were tonight that we're still analysing the first half here. Yeah. Usually in those pods, I think <laughs> we'd be I think we'd be late into the second half by now. So it probably shows you how good we were tonight. Yeah, I, I thought I think that's something we've wanted to see from this team. I think it was something I said at half time that really the first half would have meant nothing if we didn't come out. Maybe not match it, right? I think we ended up matching it, but I think at the time I was meaning of we need to see at least 75, 80% of what we've seen in the first half and the second half for, for people to really start to buy into this team again because a lot of people have felt lately there's just not been enough of it in terms of a 90-minute performance. I think tonight we've seen a 90-minute performance. That first half, what I think was the difference was that tackle you were talking about with Cholak where he's tracking back and listen I'm not expecting my number nine to be flying at the tackles every every two minutes and win the ball for us but just that 
aggression to get back and put the Hibs midfielders under pressure and allow us to alleviate pressure. And that's really how we scored the second goal because Raskin nips in and plays it through to Zakala quickly. Like it's a goal in transition. So that was really good to see tonight. Um, and I think that's just the attitude we want. You know, I just want the players to, of course, as fans, I say this all the time, we may feel that the league is, is beyond us, but I want the players to give everything that they feel that this league is obtainable. Do you know what I mean? I want them to give everything yeah. in every game. And games like that tonight, Hibs, they've built up an atmosphere, of course, um, awful situation the atmosphere is built in and condolences to Ron Gordon and his family, but there is an atmosphere in the stands because of that. And the players matched it tonight. The Rangers players came out and felt, right, well, we're going to go and win this game of football. And that is exactly what I want to see. Um, and I, I think a lot of the guys in that team tonight can be really proud of that performance and we just need to see more of it now going forward. That's what we want to see till the end of the season. Something that we can really build on for next year. Yeah, I, again, in total agreement there. It, it was just such a... It was the it was the desire. It was just something that was totally lacking under under Gio. That, that is the word. The, the players, you could tell the players are out there. They're playing for the manager. They're playing for the badge. It was it was good to see. Um, Scott, the, the next thing that I've got written down here, maybe it is a bit cliched, but... I've written the big question is is um can Rangers maintain their, their second th- this performance in the second half given that it all went to piss last uh, <laughs> last week against against Commander because it, that was one of the worst second halves of football I really have watched and we got our answer. Um the pressing seemed to still be there. It was really good to see. And in 51 minutes, um there, there was a, a ball, um, Ryan Jack heads down, or, or as Craig says, it maybe hit off his head, fortunately, into the path um, of Sakala. Um, no, it was, a, it, was a, it was a really good a good header that he found um, Sakala in the box, who who, who had an excellent pivot, um, and he just slots the ball past David Marshall, and it's, it's 3-1 Rangers, and it was, again, it was fully, fully deserved at this point. Yeah, Ryan Jack got his head in the right place at the right time, I think. <laughs> um, do you know what we, I, for the last couple of weeks, one thing that's been levelled against this group of players is their ability to do it for 90 minutes and do it in big games. Now, I, do you know what I mean? Let's not get too far ahead, ahead of ourselves because I think we do have to really see it in a big game for this, guys. And there's going to be a couple of big games that are going to come over the next two weeks, eh, next two months, rather, where they are going to have to perform like they've done tonight. They will have to perform like they've done tonight at Celtic Park and then at Ibrox again and any sort of cup competition run that they have, hopefully, in between. These are the big games that the league similarly sort of provide that sort of level of performance. It has to happen. Um, I think if you look at... Take Raskin, for example. I thought he was excellent tonight. Plays that horrible wee bastard role in the centre of the park so well. Mm. He is relentless. I know we used that word already tonight, but we'll use it again. The thing that I really like about watching him is the way he just hunts the ball down. Wherever it is on the pitch, he's just hunting, hunting, hunting. He's always there. He's always in the round where the ball is. Um, and I think he was he was a, sort of a really fine epitome of how well we played tonight and how they came out in the second half and really continued the way that they ended the first they were really, really good. Started really well on the front foot. Um, and listen, that the goal to go 3-1 up, I, I, come back to what I said about Sakala earlier on, he's capable of doing yeah. things that are really, really impressive. And he's, he's sort of, he's wee pirouette and his finish was excellent. Um, and listen, the, the thing that I, I do like about Sakala, I have to say, is that when he does score... He loves. To, he, 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 there's something about watching a striker, and we've seen Ali McCoy do it. Love scoring goals. Love celebrating with the fans. Mm-hmm. Sakala's right in there. Do you know what I mean? He, he loves taking the the sort of adulation for the support, and I think the support are getting it back from him. To be honest, it was a cracking goal to go three one up. Yeah, hundred percent. I saw I saw that re- referred to as a as a moles esque turn, um, which <laughs> is Easy. is a big shout. I uh, know that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, listen, he was in my Rangers 11, Scott, so you, you know how much <laughs> I love him. So, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's, it's great to see his, his face when when he scores and, and just, you know, the, he loves his song. He's, he's dancing away at his song. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Ross, the, the next sort of action point here, 57 minutes, I've just put Rangers absolutely battering hips and I loved writing this down in big bold scribbles with my pen. Um 
there was really good play um, back and forward, but can't find Sakala. Um, Sakala, uh, sorry, Kent. Sakala finds Kent. Kent dribbles into the box. He passes it back to Sakala. And I'm fully of the opinion here that, that Sakala has picked Cholak out here. I don't know. I've I have seen maybe people sort of disagreeing with it on, on Twitter, what have you not. Um, but again, it's where you want your 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 informed centre forward to be. Um, he's in the right place at the right time, and, and Cholak just just slots it past Marshall, and, and we're on easy street at this point, Ross. Yeah, I think I'm going to give Sakala credit here as well. I think he does pick out um, Antonio Cholak. I know that he is raw and every sense of the word, but I think he. I think he does pick him out there. And again, a really good goal from Rangers. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm actually struggling to remember the build-up to that goal, probably because we've seen so many chances created tonight <laughs> by Rangers that I'm struggling to remember every single build-up to a goal. Um, I remember the finish well. Um, and again, exactly like you said, that's that's what you want your number nine to be doing. I know you get different styles of, of a striker and what they can bring to your team. Um, but I think when you have the the creativity behind the nine and Kent, Sakala and Cantwell tonight, that's what I want my striker to do. I just want him to kill the game. And 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 I think we killed the I think we killed the game at three one, to be honest with you, with that Sakala goal. But I'm not I'm never going to object to to scoring as many as we can through in Edinburgh because I said, you know, the, these teams hate us. So there's nothing better than than scoring these goals, silencing the crowd and, and watching them leave at, at the 60 minute mark. It was it was wonderful. And yeah, a really good goal again from Rangers. Yeah, 100 percent And Ross, I'll, st- I'll stick with you the next three two points here as well. Um 60 minutes, there's another attack down the left. Um Kent finds Cholak uh, unmarked, and I thought he was I, I thought this was hitting the back of the net, but it was just the, whoever the Hibs player was just managed to get his foot to it. And in 61 minutes, another tackle that I absolutely loved, and it was from um, Big Connor Goldson, uh, the scorer of the first goal, if you remember that far back in the game. Um, and, and it was in the just the fact that it was in the Hibs final third. This, this is what I want to see from a Rangers team. I don't care who we're playing against. I want to see our centre-halves in the final third of the opposition uh, half winning balls back. It, it, it was really good to see something like this, Bros. Yeah, I mean, first of all, with Cholak, again, we spoke about it earlier with his first goal. Again, his movement's really good here. You know, he stays deep. He, he knows that the ball's going to come across and he darts into the centre. I think he's really unlucky. I don't think the Hibs defender has really any clue where the ball is mm-hmm. and it just happens to to rebound off him, rebound off him and go wide. Of course, you can maybe say he's got himself in the right area, so fair play, he's blocked it. But I think he was probably a wee bit fortunate there. As for Conor Goldson, listen, I love big Conor Goldson because I know that he, he's had his criticism through the years and and I remember all the last season he was getting it tight because he, he wasn't signing that contract. But I, I think Conor Goldson, I think he's the captain really of this team. I, I just, I, I think you feel Conor Goldson's presence in that team more than anyone else. He's always vocal. He just he flies into tackles like that when he needs to. I just think he brings the mentality of what I want in a Rangers team. Of course, he's not won enough and he needs to win more. But I can tell there's a guy there that gets it. You always listen to him in interviews and he understands. He knows that he, he shouldn't be considered a legend and, and he understands that he needs to win. And that's just what I want from a guy that's leading this team. So flying into tackles at that stage of the game, again, like you've just said that, that for me feels like it should have been like 80 plus 85. The fact that was on the error mark shows how completely gone I was with this game, how many chances we created and how dominant we were. Um, but of yeah. course, yeah, really good to see. And, and yeah, that's what I want to see from every Rangers performance, to be honest with you. Yeah, 100%. It's it's, it's just so good to see that that drive and, and determination. Um, Scott, I'll, I'll come to you in the next week, sort of a few points here. Um, I've just between 62 and 68 minutes, really, but I've just written there's, there's a whole host of chances that, that we've had. There's a the the ball where Sakala actually finishes it, which is a really good finish, by the way, from, from a whip ball and a Tav. I was fuming because I just assumed it was Sakala that was offside, but it wasn't. It was it was Tav. The fact that, oh, again, our right-back is offside when we're 4-1 up, I, yeah. it just says everything about the performance. Um, but there was just some fantastic movement in here. I felt this is when Rangers really hit, hit their peak in the game. Um, Cantwell... Kent, Sakala and, and Cholak in particular, just the play between them and, and, and the dropping off and, and the one touch and the flicks. Just Rangers had a really, really good tempo about them and, and, and Hibs 
I'd love to see how many times Hibs actually touched the ball um, between 60 and 70 minutes. Yeah, I mean, bizarrely enough, I think that, you know, that period of the game may well have been Rangers' best spell of the 90 minutes and they never scored. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, as you say, I mean, you had Conor Goldson almost playing as a as an inside right, as really, really high up the pitch. Um, he was involved, and I think it was around about 66 minutes, so it's within that window that you refer to. Um, he was involved and in, in put up a, a ball across for Cholak, who just flicked it back to Sakala again, and I think the Hibs defender just got ahead of him. But the build-up to that goal prior to Goldson putting it in for Cholak, it must have been north of maybe 20-odd passes. I mean, we, yeah. we were really, really good with a ball retention, um, we we just we looked at that point like we were going to go on and score maybe six or seven. I felt um, I just felt Hibs looked really deflated. They they looked like they were a bit concerned every time we went at them, and I think it was because of the movement of guys like Kent Sakala and Cantwell with that ability to drop deep and then go beyond. Um, what a player he's going to be for Rangers, by the way. Um, the the way that we played that second half was absolutely perfect. And I, I you know, I, I think the, the takeaway from it is, for me, um, I think the support want to see that sort of performance at Ibrox now. Do you know what I mean? We've seen two great performances since Beals came in, both in Edinburgh. And Ross is absolutely right. The, you know, the performance at Tynecastle was assisted ever so slightly by Robert Snodgrass, sort of, sticking it around the, the middle of the park, you know what I mean? Yeah. However, tonight was different. Rangers were really, really good tonight and thoroughly deserve to be coming back along the M8 with the three points and particularly using the the sort of manner on the the just the way they played. Yeah. I think is they're deserving of that three points. It's a performance we now need to see at home. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That that's a performance that forty eight and a half thousand, fifty thousand bears deserve to see. Um, and it has to start again on Sunday. Yeah, it's interesting that there's maybe a wee Joshua Barry quote, uh, or at least Joshua Barry's put on his Twitter from from Michael Beale that I'll maybe talk to you about later on with something you've said in there, Scott. But yes, yeah, I totally agree. It was it was all we deserved at that point. Um, Ross, seventy six minutes. Uh, there was Michael Beale loves a triple substitution. I think this might be the first time he's actually done done five in a game. So uh, that's that duck broken, but. Um, Raskin, Cholak, Kent, Cantwell, Zakala, and it was pretty much like for like. Lundstrom, Morelos, Arfield, Hadji, Wright, all coming on. Um, just seeing as we've not talked about these two tonight, um, I think we'll talk about Raskin and, and, and Cantwell. How, how do you feel that, that they played in, in the game tonight? For me, took 20 minutes to get into it, but after that, the two of them just, just ran the show. Yeah, I, I'll start with, with, I think, it, I always say this, I don't know if it's Raskin or Raskan, I, I, I'm not sure, I think it's Raskan, so I'm going to say Raskan from now on, right, Nico Raskan, I think, um, I thought he looked a lot better tonight actually, obviously he kind of came off the pace uh, second half against Kilmarnock, but I think you're now seeing him getting used to this team, and I actually thought, I'm sure we'll come on to this at the end because I'm going to have my moment about Ryan Jack, but I thought... <laughs> I'm, I'm building I, up to it. <laughs> I thought Ryan Jack next him tonight supported him really well and actually gave him a wee bit more freedom, um, just the ability to maybe play between the boxes a wee bit more, and I think we've seen more of, of Nico Raskin tonight. I, I just thought he really bedded himself into this team tonight. The main one for me is Todd Cantwell. I thought he was phenomenal tonight. And I think we've seen this at the weekend and I think he was saying he doesn't really understand why he's been labelled as someone that doesn't work hard off the ball. Well, he's proven everyone wrong that ever said that yeah. about him because this guy graphs, properly graphs off the ball. You know, if we if there's a turnover in midfield and Tav's out of position, he is the one bursting back to right back to, to make the tackles. And that's great to see from someone who you would associate as a number 10, really. That's what he was at, at Norwich when he played in the Premier League. So, yeah, I'm really impressed with the two of them. Um, I think we've done really good business in this window. Of course, we need to see more of it now going into the summer, but these two guys are going to be in this team for the next two or three years. I've got no doubt about that. Um, and it looks like we're really starting to see maybe not the same level of Todd Campbell seen in the Premier League. Of course, that's a lot more competitive down there. It's a lot more difficult to perform at that level, but we're starting to see signs of it again, of why this guy was linked with such heavy moves so 
yeah, really impressed with the two of them, Kyle, and I just want to continue to see more of the guys. They've brought energy to the team. Energy. They've just revitalised this team. Um, and I think that's something we've needed for a long time. And I think it's something you just need to do constantly. You need to be putting new guys into teams. You need to be providing competition to those there who is there already. Because if you don't, things go stale and you don't get the same you know, level of performance. So, yeah, really good. Um, really enjoy watching them both. They're both really technically sound footballers as well. So, yeah, enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, you've you've beat me to it, Scott. I was literally just about to pull that up myself and say that's that's a very very interesting comment. That Cantwell's the next Stephen Davis at Rangers. It's um, yeah, maybe one for a for a future pod discussion. But I can you can certainly see some of the similarities in terms of the 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 work rate and 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 some of the passes and and, and skill that he's got. So yeah, it's brilliant to see. Um, Scott, I'll I'll, I'll come to you in the next um wee point here. Uh, oh, it's similar question to Ross. It, it was good to see such a strong bench tonight. Uh, the substitutions that came on. Um, and, I mean, what what do you think going forward? Do you think that that this is a, the team that started will be the team that, that we see? I think going forward domestically for the rest of the season. Well, you'd like to think so. I I think one thing that it's very interesting. We're missing Tillman tonight, so. Um, Tillman, so Caroline's absolutely right. Does he still have a place in the team? So if Tillman's fit tonight, you would have to imagine he plays ahead of Fashion Scala. I would think. Do you know what I mean? And it's a, it's a difficult one to call. It's an option. Do you know what I mean? Michael Beale will want plenty of options. I think that much is true. Um, yeah. If we're signing Malik Tillman for six million, upwards of six million, however much is going to be, He's going to play. Simple as yeah. that. He is absolutely going to play. Raskin is going to play. Cantwell is going to play. Casts a bit of doubt on guys like Jack, who's out of contract. I I have to say, I really hope that the Lundstrom and Kamara experiment in the middle of the park is now done. I don't think that it's something that we need to experiment with too much more, because I think we're now seeing a midfield three that should be the three moving forward between now and the end of the season. I thought all three were brilliant today. With regards to depth, Hadji can still come in there. We know that Tom Lawrence is going to be out for the rest of the season, but he can still come in. Again, guys that are, do you know what I mean? Boys will be wanting to play. They'll, they'll, they'll be looking to play. Um, and I don't want to get too far in my head and sort of pods that we're maybe going to discuss between now and the end of the season, but the rebuild in the summer, I think is going to surprise a lot of supporters. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, it's 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 going to be very interesting. I know, I know. Uh, certainly something for for another pod. But I know between the the the, the this is Ibrooks uh, WhatsApp group today, there was certainly I was advocating ten twelve players <laughs> out the door in the summer, and there was maybe some disagreements about that. But um, Ross, just to sort of sum up the rest of the game, um, there was a, a sort of long range shot from from Hadji from outside the box. Um, good to see him sort of getting back into it, return to full fitness. Uh, I'll give Scott Wright his due. Again, I think he's been quite good in the cameo performances that we've seen since since he's come on uh, under the Beal uh, era. Um, but Morelos, I think, sort of proved why he didn't start the game after after um, Wright found him just a bit too greedy, should have played the ball to our field. Um, and then just, it was just, again, Similar to the first half, it was just so pleasing to see Rangers end the second half with the same pushing. You know, the Hibs player had had the ball in their corner at one point, and you know that's where we should normally be. You know, seeing seeing the ball uh, out until the end of the game, but we were just pressing, just kept going, and just okay, the game slowed down a bit because of the substitutions. But it was good to see we didn't concede anymore and, and just see the game out. Yeah, I, th- I think what you've seen probably after the third and fourth goal from this Rangers team was confidence coming into the team. I think Scott touched upon it earlier saying that we probably played our best football after that fourth goal, but we didn't score. But what I felt was evident was the kind of passages of play and the rotations between the players. Everyone was really confident on the ball. Now, of course, that's maybe not going to come every single game. You're not going to be four four up every game, three up every game. But I think that's what you've seen. And I think it was great to see that to the end. And of course, I think that's great to see when you've got five guys coming onto the pitch because, you know, it's half your team you've taken off and you've still managed to keep the momentum in the game. Of course, like you said, maybe Alfredo Morelos wasn't 
great tonight when he came off, but I'm not really expecting much from him when he's coming on for the last 10 minutes, to be honest. I don't expect much from any of them. But I felt we'd done really well to keep, you know, the press on and keep his pin back because it's very difficult for them to build anything and to get out and to make... I think Kevin has but had one chance where he broke through and he put it wide. So I just don't think they were able to build anything. Um, and I think what you've seen tonight, even when the subs came on, was... I think you've seen a Beal Rangers tonight in terms of yeah. how these players played with each other. You know, the kind of rotations between the players, it was very, very fluid. I think it was something we did see under Gerard, but it actually looks even more under Beal. Like, Kent plays anywhere, to be honest with you, just yeah. wherever, he, wherever he's bothered about playing. And I think you see everyone else filling in gaps for each other. And I think you've seen that right up to the 90th minute. So, this is really, really encouraging to see. It's exactly what we see from Rangers. I don't want any mercy shown to any of these teams domestically. They wouldn't do it for us. I want us to put our, thro- uh, put our foot on the throat of these teams and go for it. I want us to chalk up the score. So, yeah, really good to see right up to the 90th minute, Kill. Yeah, it was. It, 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 was, it was an absolute battering. And, and, and the only disappointing thing about tonight for me, Scott, was that, is that we didn't score more goals. But, um, look, the next point... Um, it's a, a bit of a broad one as I said there's Joshua Barry's putting his Twitter uh, a wee bill quote he says away from home um, if teams open up a bit more if we can regain the ball in dangerous areas that may well be the story of the game and I think that is quite a, a nice way of summing it up as you said Rangers were hunting in packs they were determined to I mean the speed of the turnover as one in the ball back at times was was super impressive but for you Overall, what what was the most impressive aspect of, of, of the game for for you, if if you can pick one? And you know, I, I have to say, I think the performance of the centre three, I, I think to to have Jack and Raskin and Cantwell play as well as they have done um, tonight in a place that notoriously we've maybe went and found it difficult, I think was really pleasing. Um, I think in in. Do you know what I mean? We've went in the past there and we've played guys like Kamara. Lundstrom, of course, got sent off there at the start of the season. I would not have liked to have went there tonight and started these two guys in the centre of the park. Um, and as I say, I, I think that experiment is, is past now. Moving forward, that has to be Jack and Raskin. I think they've got a decent understanding between each other. Considering, sorry, Raskin's not long in the door, that's really impressive. And I think he'll learn a lot from Ryan Jack. Don't forget, Ryan Jack is now one of the senior players within the Rangers squad. Yeah. So a lot of these guys will be looking at Ryan Jack, not necessarily for inspiration, but maybe as a carrier a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Boys like Todd Cantwell will look to these guys and think, what, what do we need to do here? Do you know what I mean? How, what's it like to go Easter Road and play? What's it like to go to Time Castle up at Todrick and play? And I think they will look to Ryan Jack for that kind of advice. <clears throat> Pardon me. I do think that moving forward, these will be the three as a midfield. Yeah, I I, I find it hard to, to disagree with you, and it maybe makes that that cup final even more a wee bit of a, a boot in the stones. But um, yes, shouldn't dwell too much on that. Um, right, Ross, let's have it. Just tell me about them. Let's go for it. Yeah, I think you're referring to Ryan Jack. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to guess that's who you're referring to. Yeah, I thought he was... This might seem exaggerated, but I genuinely think that might have been his best performance at the Rangers top tonight. I thought he was everywhere. Honestly, everywhere. It, the amount of balls he was intercepting when Hibs were trying to break, winning tackles, winning setting balls, playing people through the lines, I just thought... I think Ryan Jack earned himself a contract tonight. Genuinely, that's the way I feel. I honestly feel he'll get a contract off the back of that tonight. Not understand uh, Ryan Jack's injury problems and he needs to be managed properly. But I think what Scott just highlighted there with Ryan Jack in terms of people looking at him as a bit of a leader within this team. And you're going to lose quite a few of them this summer, unfortunately. You know, we're not going to keep all of Arfield, Davis, McGregor, right? So guys are going to move on. And I think with a performance like that tonight from Ryan Jack, that shows that he's still got a future here. Should he play every single game for Rangers? No. We, we, I do think we still need more quality in there. But I just thought tonight that was a real centre midfielder's performance for Rangers. He was dominant. Honestly, he was dominant. The Hibs players must have felt, who is this guy? This is not the Ryan Jack I've been watching for the last couple of years. He was so, so good. Um, 
said it in the first half, knew he was getting man of the match. As soon as I put it in that chat tonight, I knew it was. Uh, <laughs> Craig, Craig was telling me that couldn't believe what I was seeing. I just, I just thought he was so good. I think a lot of the guys in there tonight. I think we uh, Scott spoke earlier about Ben Davies again. I'm glad you're you're picking up on him, Scott, because I thought he was really good again against Kilmarnock. I think he got the the stadium announcement man of the match last week, and a lot of people disagree with that because of Todd Cantwell. But again, I thought he was really good at the weekend, and I thought he was really good tonight. So there are lots of players in there that I thought, you know, actually stood out tonight. But I just thought Ryan Jack, you know, that was a real carry this team performance that we're going to put on a, a you know, we're going to make a statement here in Edinburgh tonight. I just thought he was phenomenal. Um, and yeah. that's the Ryan Jack I want to see play for Rangers. Um, and if he plays like that, he's in this team every single week. He is first choice um, because he will not be matched at all by any other midfielder at this club when he plays like that. Yeah, it was it was it was very very good tonight. I must say, in terms of again winning the ball back, it was almost like a like a sweeper in the midfield at times. If if you know where I'm coming from, like he just his reading of the game's excellent. And and you're right, he is another one that's just determined to get the ball back but th- that um the relationship that's that's building up between Kamara uh, not Kamara Raskin Cantwell and, and Jack it's a word you used earlier Ross and, and I think you can say this about the whole team tonight there was a a really really nice balance between it all and and it just all it made sense why players were playing in those positions and and given the roles that they were um Scott uh, seen as 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 Ross is, is given his <laughs> as his man of the match um do, do you agree with Ross or, or or would you pick somebody else given that how well Cholak played for me and and and, and yeah who who would you give man of the match to do you know I have to say I think if Ryan Kent has scored tonight he would get man of the match I thought he was excellent <clears throat> Um, but I can't disagree with Ross. I, th- I thought Ryan Jack was excellent right across the sort of the full duration of the match. He'd, he'd done his job so so well. Um, he just offers a lot more than I, I think people really give him credit for. To be honest with you, um, and if come the end of the season he's he's signing a new contract, I think we should all be quite grateful for that. Um, Chris Cherry's got an interesting comment in the comments, by the way. Um, no comment. I, 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 thought, I, thought, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was really good tonight. Deservedly man of the match. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's now staked a claim for being one of the, the initial names on the team sheet again, to be honest with you. I think we've went for a long time almost expecting it to be a Lundstrom or a Kamara. Um, I think it's now Ryan Jack alongside Raskin, to be honest with you, and I think it should be that between now and the end of the season. Yeah, it's it's hard to disagree with you there in terms of Jack being being pushed out of that midfield. I, I'm going to choose a, a slightly different man of the match. I, I'm going to choose, um, well, as we've said, there, there's a few contenders. Ben Davies up there for me was, was, was brilliant. I think he deals with, it's super important that, that he didn't have a lot to deal with, but the stuff that he did have to deal with, he just, he's so composed in the ball. I think it was the second half, there was a moment that looked a wee bit hairy where he took a, a, took a bad touch in the box, but he just... There was no panic whatsoever, and he, he just turned the hips to, uh, attacker in the box. Um, I think um, Sakala may be in there with a shout. He got his goal, couple of assists in there as well. I mean, his numbers. I mean, despite what you, what the eyes might tell you at times, his, his numbers are absolutely phenomenal. But I'm going to give it to Big Tony Goals. A just so I can say Big Tony Goals uh, <laughs> across and B. Please, please. I know. I, I genuinely thought it was it, his movement was was just what we've been missing in in the box at times tonight and was was a huge huge fact. It, it's the, it's what's been missing from our performances of late is is that that clinicalness and 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 that was one of the main differences for me tonight is that although the performance was brilliant, we actually had somebody at the other end of the pitch putting them away. Do you know? Can I just say as well? Isn't it refreshing to? To almost struggle to pick a man of the match because we played so well in a game at Easter Road. I mean, what what a what a refreshing change considering how the season has been so far. Do you know what I mean? If someone had came to me in November when we were struggling against St Johnston, St Mirren, and Livingston in the space of ten days or so under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's stewardship, you would never have thought that February, March, even um, you would go to Easter Road. And, and play as well as we did tonight and be talking about Ryan Jack as man of the match or um, 
some of the conversation we've had tonight. I just the the change is really refreshing, and it's, it's something. I'd listen. I know Hamden happened, and we're all gutted about it. He's lost one game since he came out, and yeah, um, I think in the grand scheme of things, um, we should sometimes learn to take a step back and be a bit have a bit of an objective approach. Things are looking really good for Rangers under Michael Beale just now, um, and I'm, I'm I'm quite happy with the way things are going thus far. Yeah, it, it's really good. It's it's exciting. I think Bill's as you said, Bill's bringing a really exciting brand of football to to Rangers again. Something that we can get behind, and and hopefully it's the the first of um, many performances like this. Look, we are well over the hour mark, but it was a it was a good game, and there was plenty to talk about. Um, so just want to say thanks to you, Ross, and and I bet you're glad you got your bat in about Ryan Jackley, even if I did make you wait right to the end. I wouldn't have came on if you didn't let me speak about the other night. That was, a, that was exactly why I'm here. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it, guys. Good to break down the game with you. And uh, Scott, same to you. It's nice. It's nice to speak to you. And uh, on the other side, normally, normally you're hosting me. I know. Listen, I think this is the first time I've ever been on as a well. We call you guys contributors, of course. So I think it's the first time I've ever um, came on and done that. No, listen, I, I've really enjoyed it. It's always good to come on and speak about a win. As I've said earlier on tonight, I think to, to have the opportunity to come on and speak about such a convincing win is, is really a pleasure. A good night for Rangers and a good night for the support. Yeah, Scott, you should try it when it's a when it's a bad result. That's usually my gig. You can sub in for me if you want. Yeah, that's that. I was going to say the last time. Remember the last time Ross, you and I did the the post match away after that lunch room. I don't, I think that might be one of the angriest I think I've ever ever seen in a in a podcast. Um, but look, just just a wee bit of housekeeping before we go. Um, if if you hadn't, it's been, it's been a bit of a quiet week for for this as Ibrooks. We had a, we had an exclusive uh, part one of the interview with um, Rangers investor Stuart Gibson which has generally generated a, a lot of chat. Um, so if you've not already, go check that out because it's a fantastic insight um, into somebody who you just normally would not get access to at Rangers. Part two will be coming out later on in the week. Um, and just remember, give us a, a like and subscribe. Um, I'm not sure. Will you remember off the top of your head when the next post, podcast is, Scott? Will it be post-match against Ray? So I'll be I'll be back on um, Sunday night. I can't remember who's on with. I, I think Saf's on with me and An other. I'm not entirely sure, but it's certainly Only. Saf and I and one other. So yeah, we'll we'll review the hopefully um, our progression in the next round of the cup. Yes. So check that out. Um, tune in on Sunday at eight o'clock and look out for that Gibson interview. Get the likes and notifications on. And thanks for watching and listening, everybody. Oh, yeah.